Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this week's episode of The Insider. I'm delighted to be joined by Christiana Meda. Christiana is the CTO of ADOS Media. Now, before we do a little bit of an introduction into Cristiano, um, hopefully the people looking at YouTube can see um, Cristiano's view right now. Where, where are you, Cristiano? Actually, near to Lake Garda. And uh, I think this is one of the, the few advantages of, uh, of this overall situation about the coronavirus. People can work from pretty much everywhere. Mm. I, don't, I, I don't mean that it was easy because I'm, uh, the headquarters of, of the company is in, uh, is in Milan. So when there was a lockdown, so we were lockdown effective in a very small flat in Milan. And, uh, and that was uh, like very difficult to get pretty much everything. Uh, but, but now the situation, now that they've lifted all, all, all the restrictions, I could mm-hmm. move to the summer house so, and get closer to the family because I haven't seen my, my family for a while during the, the lockdown. Yeah, no, 100%. And be, uh, I'm just very jealous when I'm looking, you know, the UK actually has, we've been quite fortunate through lockdown that the weather's actually been quite sunny. But re- recently it hasn't been so much. And just looking at your background and, and when I spoke to you the other week, blue skies, did you say to me earlier on it was what, 35 odd degrees today? Uh, it's pretty much yeah, between 30 and 35, yes. Beautiful. Absolutely fantastic. Um, so, yeah, so could you, would like to start off just giving us, uh, the, the, the listeners, a brief um, background into, into who you are and, and what you're doing? Well, um, in terms of background, I've got an engineering background, so computer science in particular. So I was based in Italy before, I graduated here, and then at some point I decided to move to London, and it's pretty much where I built up my career there. I uh, was working for one of the major travel companies for the travel corporation, like uh, up there. So I was talking about like 10,000 employees and uh, roughly 30 different brands. <clears throat> and then at some point, when, when I've done the, the overall transformation over there, and I'm talking about agile transformation, mm. uh, the CEO of Aedos Media approached me, uh, actually through an adapter, obviously. Uh, but he approached me and he asked me whether I could like take up the challenge of pretty much doing the same for Eidos Media. Uh, so that, that's pretty much it. So if you want, I can talk a little bit more about Eidos Media. Right yeah, now. yeah, good to, good to get a bit of an overview because you guys, because um, I know that it's, it's a global business. We've worked for two global businesses now. And I, and I know that, yeah. you know, from, we, we know each other from your time at Travel Corp. And I know that your background, you're an extremely technical guy, but you've actually, you, you're, you're a little bit of a unicorn where you're, you're extremely technical, but you, you've actually had a lot of success in terms of coming into businesses and, 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 and changing um, the ways that the business are working in, in, you know, in terms of kind of very lean, agile approach. And obviously I know that that's why you've mm-hmm. gone to, to ADOS in the first place, because I know you like a challenge. What, um, so yeah, who, who, who are ADOS Media? Well, ADOS Media uh, is a global company, it's a multinational company. And uh, uh, effectively, they're powering the creation of all the journals and the newspapers in, in the world, for, for wow. the, ma- the major ones at least. As, as probably the, the media suggests, that was the original vertical uh, where, where the company was born. But roughly four or five years ago, we extended to our other verticals, and especially on the finance and reserve side. So if you think that, that there are some analogies between creating a newspaper and creating a research report, so or the rating agency, I, I cannot name um, many of them, no. uh, but they're pretty much popular like around the, around the globe. And uh, and at some point we also uh, identified that the same use cases were applying 
to other verticals like the seller market. So, and now we've got four different verticals. Uh, I think uh, the media one is still the predominant one, uh, but the research one, which is like a, a rating agency plus the, the banks, uh, is fast approaching pretty much the same size in terms of volume of revenue uh, for, for Atos Media. So it was born for, for newspaper and then we extended by two other, other verticals. And you guys are based, uh, headquartered in Milan, is that correct? Yes. So the majority, the majority, the majority of people is in Milan. Yes. Okay. Cool. And and how big's the team? How big's the 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 tech team that you look after? Well, actually, it's, it's slightly smaller compared to the one I had in Travel Corporation. And uh, in Travel Corporation, like in uh, roughly a hundred people, but uh, spread across multiple countries. Yeah. In here, uh, which is one of the advantages, actually, I've got the entire team uh, in in Milan, and we're talking about like like sixty people, pretty much. Yeah. So, so a lot of people, um, and obviously, you know, Milan. I think is, is the is the region Bergamo. When 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 COVID struck, it was all the kind of horrible news that we were seeing. That's not too far from you, is it? No, no, no. It's roughly half an hour drive from wow. Milan. So, so how? And, uh, so, we have a few people from there as well. Did you really? Oh, bloody hell! Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, how, there was one of my my colleague who's. Uh, was from Bergamo and his wife is also a nurse at the hospital in Bergamo. So oh it, was, it wasn't that easy for him. Yeah. Incredible challenge. Incredible challenge. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so in terms of where you guys are at right now, I think that, you know, you've had experience of, of managing technical teams in, in, you know, in different continents. Um, and like you said, the, mm-hmm. the benefit is that you guys are, are kind of more under one roof at the moment. However, obviously, you know, life's very different now. I guess that everyone's working remotely. How 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 are things looking for you guys right now? How's it kind of set up? Um, you know, I'm I'm fascinated to see how other countries. I'm going to guess it's pretty similar to how we're working in London. Well, pro- probably we need to step back a little bit because effectively, so when I joined the company 18 months, roughly 18 months ago, uh, we started an overall transformation. So I found a situation which is not that like uh, that strange in an Italian company. Uh, where probably the adoption of some of the agile methodology is not that predominant in some of the companies here. So, so we decided just to, to transform the entire organization, especially the technology department, also because we had to satisfy. So we are uh, we are working for like highly regulated environment, as I mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, by right? the financial vertical or even the federal vertical, even more regulated. So we had to do the agile transformation, but not only for embedding all the agile principles. That are Pretty much everyone knows uh, what are the different benefits, but also to have a, a very standardized DLC. Then we move also to the secure DLC. So we embed effectively all the different gates in terms of security. So we, we started effectively, it was a kind of a waterfall sheet, waterfall situation uh, when we started. And there was just one team that was approaching some of the agile methodologies. So we decided, so we, 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 could, do, we could have done it progressively, uh, but I rather prefer the big bang approach. So in some cases, it's just it's just better. It's, 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 it causes less pain to the to the entire team. So what we did was effectively restructure completely all the different roles and responsibility in order not to have gaps or overlaps in them of responsibilities. Like having the the, the the right level of delegation, but also responsibility at different levels. Um, and uh, as I said, it was it was kind of a wonderful situation. So we had the QA team that was detached from uh, from the development team, and then the PO was detached as well. So we brought everybody together. We started kind of a DevOps uh, uh, initiative, 
uh, we uh, I hire people from uh, from London that have experience also uh, in the financial sector. So my experience managers from uh, from one of our uh, uh, customers actually, uh, and the highly right, regulated environment. So she embedded the majority of the principles. Uh, so it was an overall transformation, and it took pretty much three months. Uh, we three months. That's another, that's that's pretty impressive. Three three months to do yeah. all of that. Yeah, it was very impressive. Well, yeah, yeah, it's about. It was, <laughs> it, was, it was it was very aggressive, but it was passion in the team. So that there was a there was the need, but also the will to change. Uh, and, uh, and it, yeah, it, it it wasn't it wasn't that easy. I can I, I can tell you right now, but but it went well. Um, so after three months, we already started seeing the majority of the results in terms of I wouldn't say productivity because. Productivity overall, but it's just a matter of efficiency, right? So, and so the, the majority of the advantages were around efficiency. Like I, I re- we reduced the time to market also significantly. I think it was like 54% reduction on time to market. So we were able to, to release much more uh, faster. Um, in terms of quality with, the, with addition in the, in the team of the new uh, QA manager, she brought a lot of experience about not only like rigorous process for quality assurance, uh, but also the overall automation, which is necessary if you want to speed up the entire, the entire process. Um, so we, it was significant. It was extremely significant, but we got very good results at the beginning. I think it's, um, there's, there's, from my perspective, um, something that's very important for, for somebody to come on board, you've obviously hired for a particular reason. And, and at your level, the, the, you know, the, there's obviously a, a desire for the change in the business. I think that that's a lot of the time, from my, from my experience, it's, um, you know, especially for technical leaders. So, you know, this is a podcast for technical leaders. And I think a lot of the time, frustrations can come from not being able to implement ideas and not being implemented because there's, there'd be blockers in different solutions and different scenarios. And, you know, especially when you're working in a, in a global media business like yourselves, you know, I think the, the, the key thing is that you've come into business and they're, and they're, and they're really looking to, to adopt and, and, and to change. So I think that's what it was a perfect storm for you, but I think that's the biggest thing, isn't it? Having the buy-in um, from your peers yeah. and from your stakeholders. Well, that, that, that's usually the main challenge. You need to have the right level of support. But usually the, the other challenge you might have doing this kind of transformation is probably like bringing all the people together with you in the journey, right? And, uh, and, and it's when effectively communication is key. So communication for me in, in, during these transformations is never enough, right? So there, there was someone saying to me, like, hey, plan, like, implement, and communicate, 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 communicate. Mm. So communication is key. So what are the key highs then? Did you, because uh, I guess you got, some, sometimes in these scenarios, uh, you know, it's very delivery focused, uh, but, but I guess, but it's, you know, you're working, I guess you've got product teams and technical teams. One thing that I'm really interested in at the moment is the kind of alignment between, um, you know, pro- products and technical teams. Is this something that you, you kind of manage and, and having that communication um, level between the two? Because I think that that's, uh, you know, a common area where, where I guess project delivery can be impacted. Is that something that you manage yourself? Did you bring somebody else in to kind of look after this or, or has it even been an issue, the, the kind of the alignment? Uh, it, it was a bit complicated because at the beginning the, there wasn't this distinction between the, the product office and the technology department. So, uh, with, with, with the arrival of the PR firm, uh, so they, they want to create this distinction because you know there's always like a conflict of interest between products. They want to 
accelerate the implementation of functionalities, but technology is not the responsibility of making sure that we have stability and maintainability of the code. So there are different metrics, right? So, so and that's why we use a product office that's separated from technology. However, when you do this kind of transformation, you cannot just like uh, transform the technology team without the product team. Uh, and, and, and in our case, it's also it's not just a matter of like technology and product, but we've got an operation team and we've got a professional service team. So you need to bring everybody with you in the journey. Mm-hmm. Um, at, the be- at the beginning, as I said, there wasn't this distinction and the previous um, CTO was, was managing both product and, uh, and, uh, and technology. Uh, but recently we hired someone that is heading the, the, the product department and it's got, it's got a pre- pretty much a similar experience uh, in terms of like a transformation uh, like like I had been, but so we are very much aligned in, in in the sense that we need we need to get the, both teams working together at least in terms of methodology. No, absolutely, no good stuff. Um, in terms of, I think this is like I say, I, I, it's a really good conversation to have because I, I think lots of different companies are going to find themselves in this situation at the moment. What I'm finding is lots of um, lots of businesses have had to do really quick kind of agile transformations, companies that weren't prepared and all of a sudden everyone's working remotely and everyone's had to spin up like, you know, um, putting their stuff in the cloud and moving really quickly. You know, you'd like to, to hope that, that everyone's done it right in the right way. And I think that over a kind of, for you to, to do it with the scale of the business that you're working in over three months is, is you know, like you said, it's aggressive, but it's, you know, it's very successful. Is there any particular kind of key takeaways from when you're looking to really ramp up a, a, a you know, a, a big digital transformation project um, that you can kind of advise other technical leaders if you're looking to do something at scale in a, in a relatively short period of time? Well, don't be afraid to, to, to get support from multiple people, to be honest. Even, even if they're not in the company, you haven't got the right level of competency, like get, get someone external. So I, I did the same for, for, for this organization at some point. In the initial phase of the transformation, I couldn't manage everything. So there were too many mm. things to fix. And, and I had to care about hiring new people, like fixing quality assurance, bringing all the people together, fixing the technology side, mm. all the responsibility. I couldn't manage the... We also started introducing the Scrum Master, right? So, and, uh, and I couldn't train the Scrum Master. So I, I got effectively an agile, an external agile coach helping me out during the first three months of the transformation because it, it's too much for one person, right? So don't be afraid to ask for, for the right level of support. And I think uh, in, my, in my case, it's easy because I, I'm, I'm a big believer that agile transformation, but not just for the password of agile transformation, but it's the empowerment of the people yeah. that are working like it in that structure can lead to better results. Uh, it's fine if you've got the C-level support. So in my case, it's pretty, pretty easy, right? So I was the one pushing for the transformation. Mm. But if you're not at that level, but you, want to, you believe that effectively your team needs that, that type of transformation, get support from, uh, from a sponsor at C-level. Because they, when, when it comes to time, they're going to be the one that's going to help you out. Yeah, I, I think I think you're absolutely right. I think I think kind of buy-in from the team is is key, isn't it? I think it's it's going on a journey, getting buy-in, and not just from stakeholders. Like you, you're absolutely right, from the whole team to see how it's how it's going to benefit everybody. Um, I don't like to talk negative stories, but if you hadn't managed to complete this over three, where would you be now? Would would this have like with everyone with how the world is right now and how everyone's working? You know what? So in, in the middle of this crisis, right, uh, I, I started thinking about like if we didn't 
because I managed to complete the transformation right, uh, right before right, everything happened with the COVID, what would have happened? But effectively, we were probably, because we were very, very well organized just before the, the COVID situation. So we had, we had already visibility, very high visibility on what was the productivity of each of the team with the velocity, with our key metrics in place. And we had also all the setup of the, all the different media stand-ups. So there was already like communication layer, management layer in mm. place. I cannot even imagine if, if this happened like a year ago or even before I joined the company, it would have been much more complicated from my perspective to understand how the team was performing and what, how it was going to be the impact on the overall business. Mm. So I'm, I'm glad that we did it, we did it just before, to be yeah. honest. Right? You, yeah. you, you only need to be prepared for, for, for the worst, right? No, yeah, absolutely. This, you, it sounds like you've done a fantastic job. Um, where, where, what's next? How are you, um, for, for, for you, for the business, I guess that, you know, hopefully um, things are beginning to kind of settle down now uh, for, for in the UK. Um, and obviously things are slowly returning back to normal. You know, in the recruitment market, I can see things slightly picking up. I think there's a lot of uncertainty still, um, but it is picking up and it is beginning to move forward. Where do you see things moving forward um, for for Ados, and and I guess maybe even just touching on that, also maybe the the, the Italian market in general. Well, I can, I can tell you that uh, straight after, so we are, we are still moving in terms of continuous improvement. So and straight after the, the agile transformation, we will what I call the second phase. So extending like the reach of the same principles outside the, just the technology department. As I said earlier, we got the professional service that are customizing our, our solution, but we're also partners and customers that can directly customize our solution. So we kicked off a, a new initiative, which is effectively start building a developer's community that goes outside the technology department and start building tools and resources and providing resources that can really help expedite the integration with our service. So we are in the middle of that. Uh, we just released some uh, some brand new toys, like a <laughs> brand new UI library for for uh, based on React. So you got to when you develop some some customization, uh, you you got a, 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 a smooth user experience, and you kind of know the difference between what was, what is the baseline product and the customization. Uh, we, we're working on a brand new IDE, extending one of the existing one for web developers, where you got a, an integrated environment that can control effectively performance, that can do run some some preliminary tests on the connection and and everything that is working effectively with it, with it, with web integration. So we are building an entire developers ecosystem. So that that's one of the the technology challenges. Mm-hmm. In, ter- in terms of like a business, uh, is is more about like we've we've also seen that in this period has been an extreme shift towards cloud, uh, especially newsroom that usually that they're very much conservative, right? Um, so, so they, they, they like to be in the office. They like to work like face to face, but they also like to work with a like probably the, the desktop client. Uh, comes the necessity of working remotely. Obviously, we had to push like some entire newsrooms in uh, in a matter of a week or two, like from working in the office and working remotely using mm-hmm. web services. Mm-hmm. So that that's what I what I see going like our customer in terms of shift. Uh, in terms of the hiring market, um, Milan is pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty challenging. It's not like London, but it is challenging as well. Um, at the moment, there are a lot of companies that take advantage of people or the uncertainty, and they are hiring heavily. Mm, right? Interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. So it is interesting, but at, at the moment, we are we are conservative 
because we're we're just looking at what's going to happen in the situation is constantly evolving. Yeah. Uh, so so at the moment we are just just standing still and see how it's going to happen in the next couple of months. Yeah, the way I look at it is that you know you, you guys have got some huge um, huge plans and and it sounds as though you know first of all the way that you're kind of set up will mean that you can you, I guess kind of deliver these a lot quicker than you would have done in the past which is great but i think that a lot of companies in general technology projects don't really get cancelled um you know there's a lot of investment time and planning what happens is they sometimes go on hold they sometimes pause a little bit while you kind of understand where the market is i think that that's that you're exactly the same a couple of my customers really took advantage of the market um they carried on hiring um when other companies stopped they 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 got some fantastic talent and they kept me busy for the for the for the initial um few months of, of of the pandemic which, which which is great and now i see it kind of you know people it, everyone's still a little bit kind of static but things are beginning to move um but yeah i think to be honest with you there's a lot of companies off the top of my head now i'm thinking that, that i know are milan based um they've got some great technical talent so it's, it's obviously quite quite a hotbed in terms of um kind of technical guys in italy so um listen christian i've don't want to take up any more of your time. I know you're a busy guy. Thank you so, so much. Really enjoyed uh, the conversation. And it's great from my perspective to speak to a CTO in another country with different challenges, but somebody who you know completely understands the UK market as well, like yourself. Um, and it sounds as though you've done some fantastic stuff and it sounds as though there's um, you know, some, some big projects and exciting things happening over the next couple of years. So um, thank you very much for your time. I, I, it's, it's almost lunchtime in Italy and I, and I don't want to keep an Italian from his food. So I'm going to, I'll let you go. <laughs> thank you very much. No, no, thank you for having me here today. Thank you very much. No problem at all. And I'll speak to you very soon. Cheers. Cheers.